Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Well, hi, listeners, and welcome to, I think, our second or third to last, I think second to last? Shit, what's the date? Second to last podcast of the year 2023. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right, dude. This week we are talking about an old film, uh, episode number 353. I should get that out too. And uh, as you heard, uh, there is Mysterious Mike Talent wearing a creepy-ass shirt with some eyeballs looking at me, and it's kind of freaking me out. But the good news is at least he has pants on and a shirt on, so that's nice. Yeah, hey, everybody. Pants and shirt. Good times. So, Mike, uh... Episode 353, we're talking about Home Alone, uh, because you didn't want to go see Wonka in the theaters, and I really didn't want to either, and we pretty much saw everything else we wanted to see that was somewhat new. So, uh, Mike, why did you pick Home Alone? Oh, I thought it would be fun to do an older movie. We hadn't done an older movie in a little while, Matt, and, you know, I missed it a little bit. You know, when we had the pandemic, and there was not as a... many movies coming out and stuff or we couldn't go to the movie theater we were doing all kinds of these legacy casts and i feel like we needed to do another legacy cast and home alone's one of those classic ones uh that i just uh really enjoy watching every year and happens to be that i saw this movie and i was right around the same age as as kevin McAllister. uh not true or Kevin McAllister versus uh, Macaulay Culkin, yes. Yes, yes. Kevin McAllister, the, the character. Yeah, they say he's, what, eight eight or nine? Yeah. Because they say two yeah. different ages in the film. Yeah, they say he's eight, I They think. say eight at one point, they say nine at another. But I'm saying I'm going with eight. Because that's what yeah. he identified is, as, is eight years old. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, uh, and... Uh, I had a fun experience watching this uh, movie in the theaters with my mom, <laughs> and she hated it. So it was great. But you would have been, no, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to do the math. You probably would have been nine when this came out, because it came out in uh, 90. And I don't think it, no, it came out in November of 90. So, yeah, you would have been nine. No, I would have been nine. You would have been eight. Yeah, yeah, I would have been eight still, dude. Yep, yep, yep. And then uh, Macaulay Culkin was actually is actually a year older than us. He was born in 1980. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, so he was a little bit older, but I mean, he you know fit the part just. It's fine. close enough. Close enough. So, anyways, episode number 353, Home Alone, from the year 1990 when it was released. Mike, break it down. All right, this movie was directed by Chris Columbus. It was written by John Hughes. It's starring Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, John Hurd, and uh, Catherine... Catherine... I'm saying that right? Catherine? Catherine, sorry, O'Hare. Man. Dude, how do you screw up Catherine O'Hare? I don't know. Dude, I have you no think idea. too anyway. much, Mike. You need to stop thinking. It's just the name. Yeah, just say it. Blurt it out. Yeah. All right. An eight-year-old troublemaker mistakenly left home alone must defend his home against a pair of burglars on Christmas Eve. 
Okay, so uh, I don't think we're going to have a spoiler section on this. We're just going to talk about it. This is a 33-year-old film. So we're just going to leave it at that. If you haven't seen it by now, sorry. Uh, spoiling the shit out of it. But, Mike, before we talk about this kid's film that came out in 1990, why don't we talk about a kid's film that we're giving away this week? Oh, okay, dude. Uh, what are we giving away this week that's a kid's movie? Okay, Mike, so um, I don't know anything about this franchise. I don't know anything about this anything. Uh, you do because you are a breeder, and so you probably know. But, Mike, uh, we're giving away Paw Patrol, the mighty movie on Blu-ray. Awesome, awesome. Uh, I know a little bit about Paw Patrol. Obviously, my uh, children watch Paw Patrol, and I know some of the characters' names. I don't know everybody's name, I but uh, I, I recognize them, and uh, it is a brand that I am familiar with. Mike, when are you going to transition your children into watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles instead of Paw Patrol? Uh, when I can, Matt, when I can. I think... Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is still a little bit advanced for them. Um, you know, my son's still three, so that that giant yeah. child is only three years old. Yeah, he's three, and then my daughter's only two. So I mean, they 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 need a little bit of more time. Okay, so Paw Patrol, the Mighty Movie, is perfect for them versus last week's giveaway, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem, right? That is correct. Paw Patrol is is more uh, their speed. Okay, Papa Mike, why don't you uh, tell our listeners what they have to email you to be entered into our contest for them to win a copy of Paw Patrol, the Mighty Movie, on Blu-ray? Um, let's see what 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 we were talking about, Matt. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that we should have them list what number movie this is in the franchise of Paw Patrol. Okay, I don't know, so I would immediately be out. But again, this is not really intended for me. Anyways, so there you go. Email Mike at realfilmnerds.com. Again, Mike, M-I-K-E, at realfilmnerds.com. And that's R-E-E-L to be entered into our contest to win a copy of Paw Patrol, the mighty movie, Mike, here we go is my business for this giveaway from our good friends at Paramount Pictures as always. Actually, not always, but they tend to be our biggest uh, supporters, which I really like. So that's pretty awesome. Bring Home Paw Patrol, the mighty movie on Blu-ray and digital now. When a magical meteor crash lands in Adventure City and transforms the Paw Patrol pups into the mighty pups, Two supervillains team up to steal the superpowers for themselves in this all-new big-screen adventure. The fun starts at home with Paw Patrol, the mighty movie, on Blu-ray and digital today. It is rated PG, and again, it's from our big-time supporters and friends, Paramount Pictures. All right, dude. That, that, that sounds like a good one. The kids will probably watch that one soon. All righty, Mike. So back on it. Home Alone, 1990. 
I don't know how much we can talk about this other than the fact that this movie is awesome. Uh, I know you know lots of trivia about this. Um, I did not know this, but uh, Real Film Nerd super fan Eric is a huge fan of Home Alone. Uh, he would prefer it if you sent him the Lego Home Alone home set for Christmas. Uh, it's about three or four hundred dollars. Mike, could you get on that, please? Thanks. Oh yes, yes, absolutely. Perfect. You're a big baller, dude. Three or four hundred bucks is like nothing for a gift for you, right? For sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, we should do it just based on how much he listens to this podcast. Uh, I don't know if we could write it off, though, because we don't have an income. So I don't know if we can keep adding negative to the podcast, but why not? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, wow. I, I, I didn't know there was a, like a real-life uh, model of the, the home, but why, why wouldn't there be, right? Legos? Makes sense. Dude, it's Lego, man. Lego knows how to uh, make money. And they're very good at it. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the this movie's great, man. Um, I'll 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 tell you the story, at least from what my memory is of, of going to see this. Of going to see it uh, with your mom in November of nineteen ninety, or did you go in December? Uh, I don't know the exact timing. I I feel like there was a little bit of um, convincing involved, so I imagine I didn't see it opening weekend. So it was probably December. Or it could have been January because yeah. it was doing so well. They kept it in the theaters, I think, into January. Yeah, so it took a while to get there, but uh, I did some convincing. They were advertising this movie smartly on all the programming that I was watching at the time, which was probably just like Saturday morning cartoons. And uh, back back when you had to like watch TV to be able to watch cartoons. Remember that, Matt? Wow. Anyway, yeah, it, real honestly, it wasn't that long ago, and then we got all the streaming stuff. So, and now they charge us yeah. just as much, if not more. Yeah, that's true. But uh, so, I bug my mom. I finally, get her to go take me to see this new movie, Home Alone, and we watch it. I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. My mom hated it. She thought it was. Uh, too slapsticky. She thought the the robbers were too much like you know cartoons, and I was like, yeah, but that's what it was supposed to be. It was exactly how it was supposed to be. I loved it. Right, that was kind of the intention. And what's interesting, uh, Mike, I don't know if you watched the um, the Netflix uh, docu series on the movies that made us. I have. I haven't watched it again recently. I watched it. I think last year. Yeah, the intention of. Uh, Home Alone was to be kind of cartoonish for kids, and I guess it was too cartoonish, and they actually dialed it back when they finally put out the production. Oh, the the final product? Yes. Uh, yeah? Yeah, it was almost too slapsticky for a lot of the people, and so they, they dialed it down actually a little bit. I didn't think it was that slapsticky. I mean, the only thing that I thought was slapsticky about the, the robbers is that they do this cartoon kind of violence and they shot it very much like a cartoon and that's on purpose. They studied a lot of the old Looney Tunes and stuff, but, um, uh, granted it's a kid's movie. It's PG, but there's like no like repercussions from them being injured like whatsoever. Oh yeah, man. I, I don't understand how they keep coming, dude. Like wouldn't you like stop after the, like the nail in the foot or, or stepping on the ornaments, dude, which is still terrifying. Like, that scene still bothers me, dude. Oh, so, you know, we'll get to our ratings later, but that was one of the biggest reasons why my rating as an adult 
has changed since I was a child for this film because now I'm just like, this is horrifying. Like I'm like cringing watching this movie in pain. I'm like, oh yeah, falling downstairs, that is not fun. That's awful. I would have been in a coma. Gotcha. So so your adult eyes have changed. How, so do you still have nostalgia watching this movie, Matt? Do you watch this? Well, first question, Matt. Do you watch this movie every year? Or is this something you just did for the podcast? Um, according to Letterboxd, not that they pay me or you know give me money or suggest this. I like Letterboxd and I have been logging my movies um, since I've started paying for it and since I joined it actually when it was free too. But uh, I looked back and I have logged it just about every year. I think I missed last year, maybe the year before, but I have watched it three times out of the last four years so i've been on letterbox for at least four years so i watch it almost every year okay okay and and matt out of uh your movies that you watch during this time period what what are what what's your like top uh let's just go top five like what what do you usually watch this oh, time shit, of year? like the pressure the pressure is insurmountable well i know what you watch because i log into my account and i take a look and there it is die hard 30 minutes left <laughs> of course man <laughs> die hard so yeah well <laughs> die hard is one I can't watch it all at once man i i got i got i got things to do i know you you can't sit down and watch it all the way through how dare you but uh god Five movies that I watch during the Christmas time. This is not in any particular order, um, but Die Hard, Christmas Vacation, uh, Home Alone's up there. Um, Silent Night has been added in. Uh, I Not Silent Night, Violent Night. Um, I haven't watched it yet this year, but since it came out last year, I do enjoy that movie quite a bit. And then one that I like, I paid for because I liked it. And I wanted to see it. Uh, I own it on a digital platform. Um, I like it. I think it's a fun movie, but it's, you know, goofy and dumb and stupid. And it was before Anthony Mackie was big, but, uh, the night before was Seth Rogen and Anthony Mackie and, um, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I actually just watched that the other night. Oh, okay. All right. So, cool, man. Uh, and then of course a Christmas story. I, I don't willingly watch a Christmas story, like sitting down in like a, and like drinking something and eating something, but uh, I will have it on and it'll just be on throughout the entire month of December. At some point, I will complete the whole thing because they play it freaking everywhere, man. You can't get away from a Christmas story. That's true. It, it is on a lot, but I, I enjoy it, man. I enjoy a Christmas story. Uh, one movie that I I think I added to my rotation, which is kind of a little bit different, but but I like it. Uh, uh, Krampus, dude. I really like Krampus. Of course you like Krampus, Mike. You're a violent person. You're a horror movie person. (sighs) That's your go-to. I watched it once. That was enough for me. But yeah, you're a horror movie person. So of course, any Christmas horror movie... Well, shit, dude. Then we should do this. Uh, um, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Have you ever seen that? Um... Well, I think there's several versions of it, right? There are Um, sequels, but there is an original, and there are like five sequels to it. 
is it the the 70s one? I think I watched it and it was terrifying. The it was it's either late 70s or early 80s and yeah, I watched it as a kid because it was a 99 cent rental at Hastings and it was horrifying. And do you know what's even more wild and I'm collecting it. Of course I am. But there is a Silent Night Deadly Night comic book and the variant covers for it are stills from the movie. <laughs> nice. And so, dude. of course, being a movie guy, I'm collecting those. So, but that was a mini. It was only four or five bucks. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, so anyway. Dude, we should do I, that. I watch most next year. Not to interrupt you, sorry, but we should do that next year for Harvest Horror Fest is Silent Night, Deadly Night. Because seriously, that movie gave me fucking nightmares as a child. I watched it yeah. way too young, dude, and it was awful. Watching Santa Claus decapitate people and basically axe murder a shit ton of people, it was horrible. Yeah, no, that that was a hardcore movie, dude. That was, that was, whew. Some of those older movies, man, uh, like, they still pack a punch. Like uh, Last House on the Left, the original, it's terrifying. Okay, Mike, so what are your top five must-watch Christmas movies since you grilled my ass and I took way too much time? Uh, so, Home Alone, we know so, that. Uh, yeah, Home Alone, Die Hard. Uh-huh. Um, Got three more, buddy. Uh, let's see. You said a Christmas Christ- Vacation. Christmas Vacation. You said a Christmas Story. What's your yeah. last one? Well, Krampus. Fuck, you said Krampus, right? Yeah, Krampus. Yeah. So there you there go. There you go. That works. Yeah. So Die Hard, Christmas Vacation. So they're almost similar. And I think that's true for like everybody. Um, not everybody, but there's just like a solid like three or four films that if you're a, an American and have access to the internet and a TV, you typically watch... Maybe not Die Hard, because people always argue that it's not a Christmas movie. Oh, you know one that I watch every year, even though it's... Oh, Elf. Sorry, Elf, yes. Elf is one. I watch Elf every year. Fucking love Will Ferrell. I just watched Old School last night. I fell asleep to Old School. God, dude, that movie was so <laughs> ahead of its time. So good. <laughs> so good. Let's go streaking in the quad. Yeah. We're going streaking! Yeah, dude. Love it. But... Frank the Tank. All right, continue. Yeah, um, but... Uh, um. Elf is one. That's one I totally forgot. I watch that every year. But you know another one, Mike? And we we did it for the podcast a couple years ago. Um, Scrooge. Oh, Gremlins. No, I know you oh, like Gremlins. Scrooge. I, I love Scrooge. I'm a big Scrooged, fan of Bill yeah. Murray. Yeah. 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 Scrooge is good. Dude, there's there's quite a few like good movies. Uh me me and the wife were talking about, which is it doesn't seem like there's any like real new classics. To me, Elf was the newest like classic movie. Well, we had that discussion last week on the pod too. And I said, violent night because it's up there. It's like, it's the diehard of Christmas movies with truly being Christmas. Like, you know, everybody argues that diehard is not like violent night is a modern day diehard with Santa Claus as John McClane. I fucking love it, dude. I bought that shit on Blu-ray. I'm sorry. It was that good. Yeah. Uh, Oh, me and the wife usually watch uh, White Christmas, which I hadn't actually really seen until, uh, you know, the wife told me about it. I don't know if you've seen that movie. It's old movie from like the 50s. Um, I'm sure I've seen it, but it's been a while. It's not really. Yeah. Some of those older ones are too like. Uh, my mother will kill me, but like sappy. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's very uh, it's it's like a musical. Yeah. It's lots of dancing and singing and I, stuff. I, I mean, don't it's like that. it's amazing. Well, I just I'm not a musical person. I know you loved La La Land, dude. I I'm not fucking joking. I got through 15 minutes of La La Land and had to turn that shit off, even though it won all kinds of shit and it was this great movie. I couldn't fucking do it. So I'm kind of glad we didn't see Wonka last week because that was a fucking musical. I probably would have left. I just I just can't. I just don't enjoy musicals. I just don't. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, even that one we watched last year was it two years ago with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, the Apple TV Plus Spirited. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really didn't even like that. Like, it was fun no. and cool, and it, but I'm like, fuck, dude, they're singing again. Gotcha. We never reviewed The Greatest Showman, right? That was another musical, No, we right? did not. No. Yeah, that uh, that was actually really good, man. You might have liked that one. I don't know. I've been told not. that. Uh, my buddy um, Derek, uh, he and I talked about it. He asked if I'd ever seen it, and I told him about my hate for musicals and stuff. And he's like, "I hate musicals too," but he loved The Greatest Showman. It it was good, dude. It was so. Good. I need I need to sit down and watch it with my copious amounts of spare time. Yeah, maybe have some spirits get you through the tough times. <laughs> ah, yes, and it's talking about spirits, man. What are you drinking this fine morning, evening, or afternoon? <laughs> I blew that lead in. Well, it's okay. I was going to say I will cut it out and fix it, but it's all good, Mike. I got you. I got you, dog. <sighs> so, Mike, I didn't know this beer existed, and I guess it's been out for a while. Um, I found it at the store, and I don't know how I missed it because it's from Four Peaks Brewing Company out of Tempe, but it's called Cool Beans. It is a vanilla coffee porter. Ooh, that sounds delicious. It is quite delightful. Um, You really can't taste much of the vanilla. No, no, no. You can't really taste much of the coffee, but the vanilla and everything else is definitely in there. Uh, The coffee's not real present, but that's fine. I'm okay with it. It's still a good beer. But I don't know how the fuck I didn't know it existed. So anyways, Mike, uh, what Aldi beer do you have today? Oh, so it's seasonal time at Aldi again. It's their bourbon barrel aged beer that's all that's what it's called bourbon barrel aged beer does it say beer on the label does it say lager no i think it says beer bourbon barrel aged beer now is it spelled the fancy way or just b-e-e-r i think it's just b-e-e-r right i figured being what german right they'd spell it b-i-e-r right yeah no yeah no it's just b-e-r it's brewed in wisconsin somewhere so but the company's german though correct it's a it's a german grocery store yes yeah okay mike so you haven't received your new book yet but hopefully you have one anyways mike what is this week's just incredible dad joke? I got dad jokes. I don't think they understand though. Gotta think I'm funny. Other people never laugh though. Dad jokes. So, um, I got another dad joke, a theme dad joke, Matt. So, oh, is it about th- Home Alone? Is, yeah, I like it. I like it already. So, so why did the burglars in Home Alone refuse to play hide and seek? There was nowhere to hide. Because Kevin was always a pain to find. Okay. All right. That is very, is that right? very yeah. true. The- it was very, very true. He was a pain to find. I, th- I thought that was pretty good. Dude. No, it was good. It was good. I liked it. And it's very topical. Okay, Mike. So 
the most important question of the Real Film Nerds podcast, episode number 352. Other than your top five Christmas movies, Mike, how does Home Alone relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? All right, dude. So uh, this one was pretty hard. 1990 is not that too, you know, too far long ago, but uh, I think a lot of people that worked on this were towards the end of their career. And so I had a little bit of trouble finding some people for the MCU, but I did find uh, somebody who worked in the sound department. Um, and uh, his name is Chris Carpenter. And he worked on The Incredible Hulk. And uh, he did re-recording. Surprising Joe Pesci hasn't been in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, but he's pretty old now, dude. I know. I'm just fucking with you. You know, that's the one of the hardest things that Joe Pesci had doing uh, Home Alone. What, his, his age? No. Dropping the F-bomb. Oh, not dropping the yep. F-bomb? He swears like a freaking sailor. Oh, just like in, in real, real life, life. Yep. like so, so like he really is the Goodfellas character. It's just like sometimes he plays different people. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> I have heard that. And uh, one thing that uh, they were saying in the uh, Netflix, you know, uh, the movies that made us, is that uh, Pesci would throw in like "fuck" to help memorize his lines. So he would be like <laughs> thinking of a line that he's saying to like Kevin, and he'd just throw like "fuck" in there so he would remember it. It's kind of weird, like. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And nice. then another one is uh, he did not want to start before nine o'clock, and I'm sure you remember why. Nine o'clock in yes. the morning. Uh, I don't remember why. Why? Why? He is wanted that? to get eighteen holes of golf in before he came in to work. <laughs> and they had to accommodate him because if. They told him to be there at seven. He still didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> so celebrities have it really bad, don't they? God. I mean, I guess if it's in your contract, dude, you could probably have it in there and be like, I do not work before nine in the morning. Oh, no, I don't think it was in his contract at all. He just didn't show up. No. Well, I mean, remember when uh, for, for Ghostbusters... Um, Bill Murray, they're like, yeah, we we didn't know if he's going to show up. But right. when he did, we were like, yes. Oh, dude, one that was interesting. So another, not to get back off topic, but, uh, you know, Bad Santa is another one that I, I am required by law to watch every year, especially since I played oh, yeah, Santa Claus Santa. this year. Um, that was my inspiration. Uh, oh. <laughs> I was watching. <laughs> I'm eating a sandwich. <laughs> Here, let me get you some sandwiches. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um. I was watching a behind the scenes, like making of kind of thing on YouTube um, about bad Santa. And I honestly believe this. Um, Billy Bob Thornton said that was one of the best times he's ever had filming a movie in his whole life. He wishes he could go back to it. And a lot of the time on screen, he was really drunk. So, <laughs> One, they pointed out one 
specific one. And they even named off the amount of drinks he had in the morning for breakfast before he showed up on set. Um, he had like nine drinks before he showed up on set. I mean, he was shit faced. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, shit faced. Awesome. The scene where he goes in and he's like lying down on the escalator as it's com- as he's coming up. He really was that drunk. <laughs> and they put him in the chair and he like passes out in the chair. That's not fake. He really fucking passed out. <laughs> like how wild is that? Dude, that's nuts, dude. That's nuts. I don't know how he got away with it, but he did. God. Anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to, you know, sidetrack us, but we're talking about behind the scenes shit, so I figured I'd throw that in there, but that's a that was really interesting to watch, you know, the behind the scenes on the Bad Santa. So just like the Home Alone Dude, one, uh, too. I worked at the movie theater when Bad Santa came out, and the amount of people that walked out of that movie, like in the first fifteen minutes, was the most I'd ever seen. Well, the it was the production. It was so many. Yeah, people. the production company really had a problem with how vulgar it was, and they didn't want to put it out at all. They actually did reshoots and changed it. I guess it was even more vul- vulgar and hilarious on the first cut. And the only people that ever saw the first cut was this one one screening group, and they've never released it since. And the director of it uh, did one more movie after Bad Santa and has not gone back to Hollywood since because he truly believed that first cut was the best cut. And everyone that was in that screening agreed, too. Interesting. Well, it's, it's – uh, I mean, it was super dark, so I mean – it got a little bit better towards the end, but I mean, only a little bit. So I wonder how like dark that movie got. It was pretty dark. Yeah, it didn't. From what again, not to keep going off topic, but from the 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 videos I was watching and listening to, um, having the happy ending was not original. And the scene yeah. where they're like playing with the kid and like trying to teach him how to fight was not in that movie. That was a reshoot. And the guy that was brought in to do the read shoots was the director of old school, Todd Phillips, because he was on his up and up at that point. Oh, okay. All right. Anyways, the 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 fun, interesting things you learn long after a movie's out. But uh Mike, so Home Alone, uh incredible film, one of your favorites, not miss. Uh I think we've given enough trivia, enough information for our listeners. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, and I have a pretty good idea that you're going to give it five reels. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think I am going to give it five reels for, for, it's like, it's really like a four reel movie, but like I boost uh, extra reel for nostalgia. Cause I actually saw this in the theater. Like I remember going to see it, man. I, I don't know if I saw it in the theater. I don't know why I wouldn't have. I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, you know, going to the movies was not super huge like it is now for me and my family, but we still consistently went a couple times a month at least, which back then, you know, was quite a bit. I love movies. My family loves movies, so. Yeah, that is a lot. Dude. Yeah, we probably went once or twice a month, I, I guess. But uh, um, Micah, uh, just because of the sheer pain of getting old and uh, my knees and my hips and everything else on my body that is breaking and falling apart, especially, uh, you know, 
everything. Um, I give it four and a half reels. All right. All right. Great. So uh I guess I guess uh I guess we can wrap it up then, huh? Yeah, Mike, but why don't you tell our lovely listeners what we're going to watch in the theaters next week? Aren't we gonna watch uh uh your mom's favorite character, Jason Mimosa? Yeah, we're gonna watch Jason Mimosa in uh Yes, that's what Aquaman it is. Aquaman <laughs> and the Lost Kingdom, aka Aquaman Two. It is two hours and four minutes. Uh Merry Christmas, Ma. I, I'm wondering if Jason Mimosa takes off his shirt. I'm sure he does. If he does, that will make my mom's 81st Christmas on this earth very pleasant. Yeah. So, you know, Jason Mimosa, he's uh, he's going to be in it. So uh, that, that, that'll be fun. That'll be a fun. I hope it's as fun as the first one, man. Aquaman was, is a, is a blast. I love that movie. It was great. Yeah, I, I thought it was good. Um, I like that. There's lots of returning characters, uh, returning actors. Uh, I see, uh, uh, Nicole Kidman, Dolph Lundgren, uh, Patrick Wilson, uh, spoilers, Ben Affleck. Um, we got, uh, uh, yeah, I can't pronounce this. Yahaya. Abdul Mateen the second. He's our villain. He was the kind of the villain in our first one. Um, Tamura Morrison comes back as uh, Aquaman's dad. So I'm just rambling and misspelling, miss not spelling, miss saying names. So I'm going to stop. But uh, Mike, I, I have, I'm optimistic. I don't want to say I have high hopes for this, but I'm optimistic that it'll at least be entertaining. So Aquaman 2 next week. And then. Uh, yeah, we'll see what 2024 brings us. All right, dude. We should we should probably start off with a bang like uh one of the like new Oscar nominated movies or or something like that, dude. Whatever we think is going to be Oscar nominated, like the Golden Globe stuff. Well, I think there's a I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's a big movie that comes out um next week and I'm trying to remember what it is. Um, no, 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 no. I take it back. Um, it's really weird. It's coming out on Christmas. It's coming out on Monday. Um, and I don't want to get too ahead of us, but dude, we have to see this movie because I really want to see it. A Ferrari. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That comes out on Christmas day on Monday, which is weird, but whatever, that's fine. So I think we're going to have to do Ferrari, uh, for the week after that'll be our first pod of 2024 is Ferrari. Dude, Adam driver, man. He's on fire, dude. He is a fantastic actor. Yeah, yeah. No, it, that that looks interesting. So, all right, man. Well, uh, I guess with that, thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to enter our Paw Patrol contest. Uh, email me, Mike, at Real Film Nerds, with what number movie this is of the Paw Patrol series. And, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to follow us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter. Oh, I mean, X or whatever. I don't know, dude. I don't even think people are on that shit anymore. Isn't there been like a mass exodus and Twitter's losing all kinds of money and shit? I don't know. Yeah, I think the advertisers left. But I mean, the people are, might still be there. I, I don't still know. post to our account. Yeah. Anyway. Facebook and uh, yeah. So uh, thanks for listening. 
and uh, make sure to catch us next week for Aquaman. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie. Hi, everyone. This is Mahincha Loses Her Cookies, episode number 42, Home Alone. Hi, Matt. Are you celebrating the holidays? What's crackalackin' in Mahinsha? Uh, well, I made pumpkin pies instead of cookies. Is that good? I thought you <laughs> made chocolate starship cookies or whatever the hell you were talking about before you screwed yeah, up the podcast. Yeah, I did. I made chocolate stars. They're stars, sugar cookies covered with chocolate frosting. Very sweet. Sounds bland. Ooh. No sprinkles, no glitter, no Are you coconut. Kidding? I've got, hey, I've got tons of sprinkles. I've got every kind of sprinkles. But I well, didn't why didn't you on. put them on your chocolate starfish cookies? You think that would look better? Oh, okay. Sounds well, I'm just trying to throw it out there. You're the one that's trying to give away these cookies. I am? Well, I well, don't I know. Maybe. Them, I can't give them away because people eat them too fast. <laughs> Without the sprinkles? Yeah, without the sprinkles. And the glitter? Mm-hmm. This yep. is hell. No sprinkles, no glitter, and they're still snarking them down. Oh, they love it. Are you going to make cookies inspired by Home Alone? They look like the the Joe Pesci's and, uh, what, David Burns and Macaulay Culkin? Oh, Daniel Stern, not David Burns. Daniel Stern. I don't know why I said David Burns. That Daniel Stern. Oh, poor guy. I loved him, but he went through so much torture. I just felt so bad. I felt bad for Pesci, but I felt worse for Daniel because he got the brunt of all the viciousness, I guess you'd say. <laughs> it you was could fun. really make some interesting cookies here, and you're not. No, I'm not. I don't know how I do that. I really don't know. But it would be a fun thought, you know. I mean, you could make Catherine O'Hara cookies, Ma. Really? They would care about his mom? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm just trying to give you inspiration for making some cookies instead oh. of some boring old chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water cookies. No, they're not boring. They're Hey, I made some camels. I made a couple of horses. I tried an elephant, but his trunk broke off and so did his foot. <laughs> I tried anyway. <laughs> okay, so since you are clearly all over the map, uh, I'm going to do what Mike did in our podcast and hijacked it. Uh, Mom, what are your uh, five must-watch, I'm not going to say top five, but your five must-watch Christmas movies that you watch every year? Ready, set, go. Okay. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Elf, uh, Christmas with the Cranks, The Grinch, and um, what's number five? I'm trying to think. Well, I've got four. Is that good? Oh, no, oh, well, it's Fro five. Frosty the Snowman is another one, but it's a cartoon. Mm -hmm. You don't watch Die Hard? Oh, boy. I do if it comes on, but I know, you know. You don't watch Scrooged? Oh, do you know that's, I do. I usually watch Scrooge 
or the Christmas Carol or whatever they call it, but it hasn't been on anywhere. I that is not have- true. The Bill Murray Scrooge, they have been playing almost on repeat on IFC and AMC. And I know you have regular TV. I have AMC, but I didn't, I haven't you seen have it. IFC too. You have like every channel that pays oh, yeah. a lot of money for TV from Cox. Double. Yes, he does. How have I missed that? What about the oh, Polar buddy. Express? Yeah, I'm not nuts about that one. It's okay. Which Grinch do you watch the cartoon or do you watch the Jim Carrey one? Well, I like the cartoon one, but I'm not against Jim Carrey's either. He does a pretty good job. What about Violent Night? I haven't seen that one. Yeah, you have. Did I? We watched it last year in the theaters. Oh, no, that's not top of my list. Now I remember it. Yeah, no. what What about Fat Man? Uh... I'm not too keen on that one either. If I was, I would remember it. <laughs> well, shit. Okay. Ma, you don't even remember it. It's the one with Mel Gibson where Mel Gibson plays Santa Claus. And then I remember Hitman it. Hitman is trying I, to kill him. Yes, I remember it, but I wasn't too nuts about it, honestly. <laughs> oh, Lord. Your taste I in saw... movies is piss poor. Well, hey, look, you just can't beat, you know, Christmas Vacation. Or Christmas with the Cranks. I mean, those two are just, you know. Well, and who wrote Christmas Vacation, Mom? I don't know. It was also John Hughes. Well, that's interesting. Wow. I'm pretty sure it was John Hughes. You know, I haven't seen. Well, they probably would not play whatever the oh, name is. Oh, no, I screwed that. that up. It is not John Hughes, Hughes that wrote it. I thought it was. No, I'm pretty sure he did because he wrote the old one. I mean, he wrote the new one. Okay. I'm confused. Hold on. I'm looking. I'm looking. I didn't look far enough back. So John Hughes wrote, I mean, he's like the comedy writer of gold. You know, he wrote National Lampoon's European Vacation. He wrote the first vacation in 1983, which actually was never called National Lampoon's Vacation. It was just called Vacation. He wrote planes, trains, and automobiles. Yes, he did. He did write National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. See, I knew it. I knew he did. I worship that man. He did a wonderful job. Well, mom, think, of, think of all the films that that Ed, not Ed, uh, John Hughes wrote. I mean, not to go off topic here, but I mean, <laughs> we are Vacation, Sixteen Candles, Mister Mom, The Brisket. Breakfast Club, the breast, the brisket club. No, the <laughs> Breakfast Club, National Lampoon's European Vacation, Weird Science, Pretty in Pink, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Planes, Ooh. Trains, and Automobiles, The Great Outdoors, Uncle Buck, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Home Alone, Dutch, Uncle, uh, no, that's Uncle Buck, the TV series, um, Beethoven, Home Alone Two. I like um, that. Um, that's I mean, a fun one. He wrote so many killer movies. Granted, most of it was during, you know, the 80s during his heyday, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were all good. You all, know, and he yeah. passed away in 2009. Rest in peace. But. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. That's too bad. 
But yeah, they 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 claim that oh, he also wrote Dennis the Menace, the 1993 film. Interesting. Oh, that was a good movie. Yeah. But um uh they say that um uh Home Alone uh was like his last big hit before he passed away. And that was written in uh came out in 1990. But I don't know. I liked Dutch. I know Dutch didn't do super well. People didn't like it, but I liked it. I don't remember that one. Uh, it's the dude from Married with Children was the dad, you know, the dad oh. from Married with Children. Yeah. It, it it came out in 91. It wasn't huge, but, but I mean, Uncle Buck, like, okay. So one of the reasons why John Hughes wrote Home Alone is because he worked with Macaulay Culkin and Uncle Buck and he wanted to write a film for him as an actor. So that's one and of the reasons worked. why he wrote Home Alone. And that worked beautifully well. Because, well, you know, I love Uncle Buck, but people remember Home Alone a heck of a lot more than Uncle Buck. You know, Home Alone at in its heyday was the highest grossing comedy ever made. Wow. Now, granted, well, not I mean, now, but back in the 1990, it was. Oh, yes, I believe that it it was fun, funny and the thought of that kid coming up with all these different inventions to you know scare away the bad guys was really really cool so let's get down to brass tax mom why didn't you take me to see it in the theaters gee i thought it was on tv didn't i take you well i don't know that's why i'm grilling you did you take me because i don't remember i was you know a young child mike remembers going and seeing it with his mom and do you know why mike remembers seeing it with his mom why his mom hated it Really? Yep. Mysterious well, Mike Talent, uh, seen Mrs. No, that doesn't make any sense. Mysterious Mike Talent's mom. I'll just leave it at that. Did not like it because uh, it was too slapsticky for her. Oh, oh, it was no. too thought, much like a cartoon. I thought. It was scary because I thought the kids are watching this and then they're going to say, oh boy, I'm going to try this on my dad or I'm going to try this on my brother. And, uh, you know, yeah. And where do I get a giant spider so I can scare my sister or whoever? Oh, that's easy Uh, outside. We grew up in the desert. Oh, I know. But I mean, it. I think the movie gave kids a lot of good ideas. <laughs> so, uh, mom, why was your daughter so violent towards me as a child? Uh, I don't know. Mainly because she didn't want to babysit. No, not <laughs> your older daughter, your younger daughter. Oh, her. I don't have any idea. She always claims all the time how she beat me up all the time and did all this stuff. And I'm like, you know, most of the times, though, when I cracked my head open because of you was because of something stupid. Like, you know, her Barbie doll thing, she claims that she let go. No, the Barbie doll thing is because the head came off. Uh. But she says she let go and hurt me on purpose. And I'm like, no, you're full of it. She she makes up her own history. I swear to God. I think she does. I really think she does because I don't remember half of what she said there. Uh-uh. Right. I honestly, like she tells stories and then she's like, don't you remember this? And don't you remember that? I'm like, no, 
And I would have remembered that because it was traumatic. I had to have stitches and all kinds of shit. And why is it that everybody kept picking on the child that had skull surgery at 18 months and everybody just kept whacking me in the head and doing, Mom, I'm lucky I can talk. I know you are. (laughs) That's very true because, yep, (laughs) everyone picked on you and your head. It was not fair. Was wrong. It doesn't even begin to do it. I should be in a fucking wheelchair for what these kids did to me. Oh, I'm glad you're not. I'm really glad you're not. You know, they had Anyways, no pity. Mom, so let's get back on topic here. Home Alone, yes. you don't like it because it's so violent. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't remember if you took me to see it in the theaters or not. I really don't. I don't either. I think maybe it was just on TV. I don't know. You know, I well, really, mom, it wouldn't have been on TV for almost a year. So it would have been almost remember. the end of 91 when it came out on TV. But all I have to say is, you know, cocaine is a hell of a drug. Oh, gee. <laughs> okay. Yep. So, all right. So let's get back on topic. Ma, you mm-hmm. also saw a film this week that Mike and I chose not to see because we really didn't want to see it. You were excited to see it and then you saw it and then you were disappointed. So, uh, why did Wonka disappoint you so bad? Well, Wonka was not like the movie Willy Wonka with Gene Wilder. It was, um, I don't know. It was, almost kind of depressing at the beginning where he's trying to come up with the best chocolate and, you know, finance the chocolate and find out who's sabotaging the chocolate and all this stuff. And the little girl who didn't know who her daddy and mommy were and everything. I mean, it, it wasn't, you know, when you watched Willy Wonka, it, there were, there was funny dialogue, humorous dialogue, or dialogue that would teach kids don't chew too much gum. You know, um, it, Willy Wonka had humorous, funny stuff clear through the movie. This one really didn't. It had a few, like it had the milking the giant giraffe and, and, you know, the giraffe going into the church. Some of that stuff was funny, but on average, to me, it wasn't that terribly funny. And, oh, yes, spoilers, and I'll spoil it. I'm going to go ahead. The little girl finds out who her mommy is and et cetera, you know. But uh, Wonka just, I don't know, uh, Took an awful long time to get to the point of how he gets his chocolate factory and then they burn it down. You know, oh, whoopee. Really funny. Ha, ha, ha. No. You know. Well, then how come you gave it three and a half cookies on the radio if it was so bad? Three and a half. Well, it was entertaining, but it wasn't what you would expect of a... um, Wonka movie and also one thing I I really feel they left out and I understand Hugh Grant played the Oompa Loompa but there was only one Oompa Loompa and there were many Oompa Loompas in Willy Wonka there I mean I tried to count them I think there were at least six or seven and I mean Hugh Grant was the only Oompa Loompa and he didn't really have a lot of sage 
things to say, like what the Oompa Loompas did in Willy Wonka. So anyway, that was my view. I mean, it was entertaining, but I expected more. So that's why I did a three and a half. Well, you gave me three and a half, mom. That's a good rating. That's not a bad rating. A bad rating is a two or a two and a half or a one or a one and a half. Three and a half is a C plus, almost a B. That's a good rating. Oh my goodness. I should have maybe given it a C. Oh, well, a three would have been better. I don't know. It's your rating system. Yeah. Well, that's but I mean, why. if you think I, three and a half is good, is a bad score on a scale of five, you got another thing coming. That's okay, one and a half I'm, points okay. away from a perfect score. Well, that's true. I mean, the singing and dancing was good and everything, but it was just kind of not a, um, not a lot of, I don't know, humorous things. The bad guys were bad guys. Okay, they were bad guys, you know. And, oh, I thought they should have had a longer time in his chocolate factory. Because, I mean, you hardly saw what his chocolate factory was like. And then, boom, gets burned down, you know. Oh, disappointing. Anyway, that's my view. There you go. Okay, so you give three and a half cookies to Wonka. How many cookies do you give to Home Alone? Oh, gee, that one was really good. Uh, I think I gave that a five, or did I? I think I don't I know. Well, you didn't talk about it on the radio, so that's what I'm asking. I'll give it a five. Yeah. Oh, that was very good. It was good. Okay, so next week, you're getting a Christmas present early. On Thursday, you can go. Okay. Do you know what is coming out in theaters on Thursday? No, but I'm hoping it's Ghostbusters. Nope. What is it? I can't believe this. I am I'm ashamed. <gasps> Aquaman. Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. You get to see oh. Jason Mimosa oh, one oh, more time boy. before the end oh. of the year. Oh boy, that's the Christmas present. Oh yes. Oh boy, I'm all over it. Well, I, I don't go. want to hear about you being all over Jason Mimosa, Mom. That's dirty. That's foul. That would be fun. Oh, How that, dare you? I could just help him out with, you know, suntan lotion or something. It would be nice. So so you want to be Jason Mimosa's oil grandma. That's it. <laughs> that would be crazy. Okay. Great. Now, so, folks, you want to know why I need therapy? Like she still says this shit and I'm well into my forties. Imagine what my childhood was like. Anyways. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening to Ma Hinshaw loses her cookies. Episode number 42 home alone and or Wonka or with Wonka or, uh, just a whole bunch of talking. So next week, tune in and listen to Ma Hinshaw drool all over her microphone for her review of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, a.k.a. Aquaman 2. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. We will chat with you next week.